0: Okay, we're going to dive right into uh, Exhorter. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a little bit behind, so I'm going to have to go fast tonight. We're, we've been talking about the motivational gifts from Romans 12. Tonight, let's hope this is right. Do I have another page, Mikey? Is it just the one page? Okay. Today is the Exhorter. Last week, the teacher... The server, the perceiver, and I will tell you, I've just seen people light up when we have talked about some of these. We've got some teachers in the house, and praise God for the teacher, so that we can learn, for the server, praise God for the server, praise God for the perceiver, those that see, those that serve, those that teach. Tonight is the exhorter. All right, the exhorter from Romans chapter 12. You got your test with you? Put your name on it. The only way you can fail this test is if you don't put your name on it. Put your name on it. And we're going to turn those back in tonight. All right. The Exhorter. We're trying to find out what we are, how we fit, how we fit in our family, how we fit at church, how we fit in life, why we are like we are. Tonight is the Exhorter. If you missed some of the tests leading up till tonight, just let me or Michelle know and we'll get you the test, the other test to you. All right, the teacher aims for your head, the exhorter aims for your heart. It's not so much the content that the exhorter wants to impart as how that content can be made effective in people's lives. Every one of the gifts can teach. If you're an administrator, you can still teach. If you're a giver, you can still teach. But the exhorter many, many times makes the most interesting and palatable teacher. All of his efforts are geared at edifying and encouraging other people. We could have called this person the encourager. In fact, the Greek word paraklesis means a calling to one's side to aid. Basically, referring to exhortation and encouragement. All right, remember, do not mark these as you want to be or as you hope you are. Mark these as you are. All right, here we go. Very important, even if you're not an exhorter, to understand how an exhorter thinks and works. Again, we're trying to understand each other as well as ourselves. Number one, loves to encourage others to live up to their full potential. As you mark that, if you mark sometimes or usually, mostly, always, maybe seldom or none, go ahead and put the the total, like if if you marked mostly, then you would put a four in the points side. You would X in the box under the four and then put a four over to the right. Then we'll add those up. The exhorter wants everybody to have a full and meaningful life. Exhorters are builders of people. They want to help people reach their full potential. Their greatest joy is being an instrument to help others live victoriously. Number two, wants a visible response when teaching or speaking. Now let me just say, I am not an exhorter. I've scored higher on my exhorter test this time than I normally do. I think I'm I'm becoming an exhorter. Um, I think we all have to become exhorters if we want those around us to be encouraged. And, uh, but I can tell you, I like responses when I teach or speak. In fact, it almost pushes me down when I think no one is responding. Last week, I really struggled feeling like no one was responding. And Elizabeth was like, what are you talking about? I was loving that. She goes, I'm a teacher. I, I was eating that up. And I'm like, well, no one would say anything. I guess everybody's in test mode. Don't be in test mode. Just check these off and have a good time with me and respond. Everybody say amen. Amen. Hey, all right. Y'all remember I once put up on the screen amen and y'all would go amen. (laughs) (laughs) Applause. No, that's all right. (laughs) All right. What number am I on? Okay, let's go back. Once Once visible response. They watch the expressions of people's faces, listen for reactions, and analyze body language. They need to know they are really communicating. Number three, prefers to apply truth rather than research it. Research is not the exhorter's cup of tea. He or she, if he's a real strong an exhorter, usually will try to avoid it. <laughs> okay. Number four, prefers the kind of information that has practical application. This is the guy or girl that likes to read how-to books. They are how-to people. They also like to read books that focus on practical applications. They like to sit under a preacher that gives practical applications. Just the opposite, they don't like abstract books or sermons. Number five. Sorry, I'm going fast. we got to get done. School started this week, by the way, if you didn't know. Got to get the kids to bed. Five, loves to prescribe precise steps of action to aid personal growth. Exhorters love to give steps, specific steps to follow. They know how to instruct someone from point A to point C in the best possible way. And it's all part of their incredible ability to give constructive advice, but they do it in an encouraging way. Number six. Focuses on working with people. Exhorters are people, people. They love to interact with people. They're not interested as much in working with things or systems or abstract ideas. They love being around people. Number seven encourages others to develop in their personal ministries. Exhorters want everyone to develop into a full and fruitful ministry. They understand well the concept of the body of Christ, with each member functioning to the benefit of others. And they want to see this happen in the people they're around. Number eight, they find truth in experience and then validate it with scripture. They see life so full of lessons and insight. And that's where exhorters primarily learn. Then they will check the Bible to see what it has to say on the subjects, on the subject. They find out truth experientially while they're out working. Number nine, loves to do personal counseling. Of all the seven gifts, exhorters are one of the most gifted and frequently drawn to counseling. They are naturals at it. Anybody just jump out at you that you can kind of see is probably an exhorter in your life? Already, can you kind of label? I don't want to label someone, but, you know, you can kind of identify them. It doesn't take long for me to figure out who are the exhorters in my life. Number 10, will discontinue personal counseling if no effort to change is seen. They genuinely want to see you change. They, gen- they don't just want to counsel you. They're not just flapping their gums for the sake of flapping their gums. They want to see your life changed. And they will discontinue a direction that they're taking you in if you're not moving with them. If if I'm being counseled by an encourager and I refuse to implement their advice, many times they'll say, I just can't counsel you any longer. Number 11 is fluent in communication. Um, I I have a chart that you can kind of see how each of these gifts, when you're really strong in one, you kind of fit a part of the body. For for instance, what would you think the perceiver would be? The eyes. What do you think the exhorter is? The mouth. uh, You would chime in on that. Exhorters are the mouth, and so many times they have the greatest facility in speech of any of the gifts. One of the biblical examples of an exhorter is Peter, who is such a fluent communicator. And so many times he was the spokesman for the disciples. Number 12, views trials and opportunities as opportunities to produce personal growth. Um, sometimes this drives me nuts to be around an encourager that can see all this great potential because of the trial I'm facing. And that may not be the, the, what I'm wanting to hear at the time. How many of you know, sometimes you just want to fuss, but encouragers are like, Ooh, man, I can see this happening and that happening and praise God. We're going to come out of this great. Did you even hear what I said? Oh, I did. And you're going to make it. Where am I? They love the verse, all things work together for good for those that love them, who are called to His purpose. And they refuse to accept the word impossible. Challenges, not trials. Trials. Opportunities, not obstacles. Possibilities, not problems. By the way, that's scriptural. Verse 13, or verse 13. Number 13. Accepts people as they are without judging them. While perceivers see people either in the will of God or out of the will of God, one or the other, with nothing in between, exhorters are just the opposite. They don't see the extremes at all. Only a vast gray area where everyone is someone along the way. No one has arrived. No one is a complete failure. Fourteen. Is well liked because of his or her positive attitude. They're so positive. And the exhorter draws people to him or her just by being optimistic and positive. 15. Prefers to witness with his or her life rather than verbal witnessing. Now, exhorters can witness verbally. They do. But they also want to be sure that they are walking the walk, not just talking the talk. To them, faith must be demonstrated in practical ways in daily life. Number 16, makes decisions easily. To an exhorter, life is too short to be indecisive. Now again, these are the -the off-the-chart exhorters. Let me get back to where I was. They are action people. They make their decisions based on what they know and at the time. Let's decide and get on with it, their thinking goes. 17. Always, and always is a pretty strong word, always completes what is started. Similar to the server gift, the exhorter does not like unfinished work or uncom- un- un- incomplete, incomplete projects. He finishes what he starts. He works overtime to complete assignments. He burns the midnight oil in order to get things done. 18. Wants to clear up conflict with others quickly. Exhorters do not like strained relationships. Tony, I wish David Trumbly was still here because he would be the one that needed to give this message. That is him. If anything's ever wrong, he is at your doorstep The ne- immediately. You guys may not know David. David's moved on to Texas. He was one of my deacons and one of my, deacons and, uh, one of my great, greatest encouragers. Every now and then I'll just text him or call him just to get him talking because all of a sudden he'll just start encouraging. Wants to clear up conflicts with others. They will even take the blame, even maybe when they're not to blame, in order to work out the relationship. Nineteen, expects a lot of self and others. They expect a lot of themselves and a lot of others. And number twenty, they need a sounding board for bouncing off ideas and thoughts. A lot of times they will just uh, speak out their thinking, and kind of as a verbal processor, like to have somebody around to toss it back and forth and kind of come up with the come up with the answer. All right, we're going to go into the uh, challenges of the exhorter, and I'm going to get done on time. How about that? Probably kill all tonight, but. Sorry. Problems of the exhorter. And let me encourage you. I know I'm really not preaching. I know we're just kind of taking a few tests, but we're almost done. We've only got a few more left. I think we have three more left. And we're going to be done. We're going to be done with the disc testing. We're going to be done with the motivational gifts. And um, we're still trying to figure out how we're going to process this. And guys, there's a goal. I have a goal in mind. And that is to help you find your place. Oh, no, Pastor Paul's going to stick us all in children's ministry. No. (laughs) Or, yes. Tell you, my life changed when someone placed me where I was supposed to be. I could not see it coming. And we're not going to place you. God's going to place you. Do you know when it talks about the body of Christ, it says that God places the members where they go. God's wanting to place you somewhere that you can flourish and grow and live and have a have a have an abundant life. That's what we're after. So I want you to put your uh, what word could I say? Your willingness to follow the Lord on. And let's let's apply. Let's not just come and sit and warm up you. That's not a that's not a part of the body. That's a part of a pew. We want to be a part of a body. You know, it's in the body that the blood flows. Life is, is passed through the body. Oxygen, nutrients. All right, problems of the exhorter. Tends to interrupt others. Tends to interrupt others in order to get, give their opinions or advice. Again, They're the mouth of the body, so sometimes they are talking when they shouldn't be talking. Now, remember, with the problems of the exhorter, and I don't have this on the sheet. You're just going to have to kind of follow with me. You may more identify with the problems of the exhorter than with the exhorter itself. That's still a, a help to identify what you are. Why? Because I'm the problem of the exhorter? Yeah, because you struggle with those things. I will tell you there are things here that I struggle with. Number two, we'll use scriptures out of context in order to make a point. That sometimes will drive me nuts. I'm like, they just said that, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think that means what they think it means. But boy, they sure are encouraging. Number th- the third one, maybe cut and dried in prescribing steps of action. As an exhorter, having this motiv- motivational gift of exhortation, they're so good at giving advice that so many times they may fall into giving pat answers. Meaning four people may come in with the same similar problem and they give the same medi- medication, the same answer to all four of them. Not medication. <laughs> um, what they believe is their godly medication, their, their encouragement. Sometimes prescribe the same steps. So important for the encourager, for the uh, exhorter, to consistently rely on the Holy Spirit. You know, one of the names of the Holy Spirit is the counselor. And I was talking to somebody today that um, I have made so many mistakes in areas that I think I'm strong in because I don't rely on the Lord enough in my strength. And it's caused me to make mistakes. So not only do I need the Lord in my weaknesses, but I need the Lord in what I think are my strengths. Does that make sense? And for an exhorter, they may feel like their strength is in counseling, but they even more so than any, because they're going be, to get around people in order to counsel them. They're gonna be, God's going to put them in a position to counsel. They have to be listening to the Holy Spirit. If not, we're going to get off on giving our advice and not the Lord's advice. The exhorter is the mouth so that the exhorter will speak encouragement that's coming from the Lord. That motivational gift is working through you. Right? Thank you. Number four, two more, is outspokenly opinionated. Exhorters are glad to tell you what they think. And many times you don't have to ask them. They will tell you. They are not as rigidly opinionated as the perceivers or the teachers. But on matters of life application, they can have strong opinions. And when you couple that strong opinion with a well-oiled jaw, it makes their opinions spill out easily. He or she can come across as gossipy, bossy, over-talkative, and feisty. Sure. Which part? He or she? He or she could be gossipy, bossy, over-talkative, and feisty. Christy, did you think my mom didn't hear that? <laughs> she was the one that laughed. Let me tell you, you know you know your you know your the people that are close to you use voice. So when I heard her do her laugh, I'm like, I don't know if she's relating or laughing to herself or... <laughs> this is the point. La- laugh at yourself. Laugh, at- laugh with one another and have a good time enjoying who you are. Finally, can become overly self-confident. We want self-confidence in itself is good, but our confidence must be in the Lord. My self-confidence has to come from the Lord, not from me, not from you, not from the world. My confidence has to come from the Lord. But we've got to be careful as exhorters. Um to keep our confidence in the Lord now I'm going to close uh, but but I want to talk just for a minute about encouragers um, I, I think we told y'all Sunday that uh, me and Sarah Beth have started running and uh, or our Elizabeth couldn't find anyone else to run with her so I got voted to run with her yeah I did but you said you were looking for anybody that would run with her and finally yeah but uh after about the and, and, and we're done i promise this will be short but um maybe first of this week or last week they uh sarah Beth had to do a time trial to be able to place the kids where they go now she's a fifth grader there's going to be four groups and let me tell you there are kids out there that just fly um they ran a one kid ran a 14 minute two mile run as a middle schooler, seven minute mile. I'm like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't do a mile. I could barely do a mile in 14 minutes. I'm kidding, I'm go a little bit faster than that, but not much, but, and this is all new to us. And Sarah Bette and I had ran a little bit together. And uh, so I let them take off. Then I ran behind the parents will get out there and run. And I, I didn't want to run with her on her time trial. I didn't want to be in the middle of her trying to do her, do her thing. So I ran behind. And parents were located on all over these two miles. Located all over the place. Just encouraging. And here I am, some dad out here running. I can't imagine what I look like. Doesn't matter. I've I've come to the point where I don't care what I look like. Huh? That's why the shorts I wear. Don't talk about my shorts. (laughs) Literally, they're from high school and they're weird they're weird length and i don't care i don't care so but these parents started encouraging started encouraging me <laughs> i didn't mean for that to be funny <laughs> i don't i don't mean i looked so pitiful that i needed encouraging or that my clothes look so bad that poor guy, let's encourage him. I don't know, maybe that is why they were encouraging me. Now I don't feel so good about it. I might need to walk with a questionnaire to say, what did that really mean? Because I want to take it as encouragement, but do you feel sorry for me? Okay, back on track. And, it, and it, encur- it, it, it strengthened me to do so much more than I could do by myself. I couldn't see it coming, I, and no matter who it was, as long as they even acknowledged me, it encouraged me. Kids were out there, adults were out there, other adults were running, and they would run by me, and we would be, one would be ahead of the other, and they would yell, you're doing a great job. And, you know, I'd yell back, you too, and, you know. <laughs> And you, you, start to, you start to realize, well, it's impacting me. I can impact them in the same way. If you remember the first time Sarah Bett and I ran two miles, I could have never done it without her. She, does, she has no idea the impact that she had on my life to just be with me. And, and I would say, Sarah Bette, you're doing great. Well, you're doing great too, Dad. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. What about you? you feeling okay? Yeah. Can you get up this hill? Yeah, I can. Can you? Yeah, you just said you could. I can't. But it talks about a cloud of witnesses that are cheering us on. I want you to know you have the Lord encouraging you and you have people around you encouraging you. You can make it. What are you facing? You can make it. Encouragers. The Scripture says, He who encourages, encourage. He who teaches, teach. He who perceives, perceive. Let that gift go. The perceiver, we need the voice of God. The server, we need the servers to come alongside and be able to say, I can help you accomplish this. What are you trying to accomplish? I'm going to help you do that. Encourager, what are you going through? Your life is falling apart. Okay, here's how we're going to get out of it. Running up a hill ready to die? You can make it. All of a sudden, my knees don't hurt anymore. What just happened? I got encouraged. You know what David did when he was da- down? He encouraged himself. When no one else is around you, encourage yourself. Quit, you know, I was, I, I, I'll, I'll close with this. Sarah was going to try to run four miles yesterday. And I just told her, your body's going to try to talk you out of it. You're going to get going and your body's going to try to talk you out of it. Your mind is going to try to talk you out of it. But don't take it. You tell your body, I'm going to make it. I can do it. The coach kept saying, we're all going to say, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. When you get down and no one else is around you, you encourage yourself in the Lord. Get in the Word, get in your worship, and encourage yourself. I'm not going to fail. God, you didn't make me a failure. You made me a conqueror and and an overcomer. And my gift may not be exhorter, but I'm going to kick it in right now. I'm going to make it. You're going to make it. Encouragers, encourage. Let me pray over you. Father, I just thank you for encouraging us. Father, I thank you that you have just showed me how much I need encouragement and how much the body needs encouragement. And Lord, you've not only showed me how much I needed, you've showed me that I can do more with people around me that are encouraging. And what that's shown me is that I need to encourage. We can do it. We can break addiction. We can overcome strongholds. We don't have to succumb to sin. The God of peace has placed Satan under our feet. I am an overcomer. I have the mind of Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, help the encouragers encourage. Help the teachers teach. Help the perceivers speak out what they see. Help the servers serve. Lord, I just ask right now, help us find our place. We have a place that we are going to fit and not just fit, but grow. And we're going to help others along the way. Thank you, Lord. We just, we just plead the blood of Jesus over us. We just repent and turn from our sins tonight. We just make known, Lord, what it is that we're going through. And we just expect you Oh my God, you will not delay. You will not delay. I will not fear. How can I fear when you're on my side? Thank you, Lord. We just bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. God bless you. Y'all have a great night. We'll see you Sunday morning.